You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti. Reminder, about 15 minutes, we'll go to New Orleans for the Arnell Carriers New Orleans Bowl from the Superdome, Western Kentucky, and South Alabama. Some bowl action for you here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. But before we go to New Orleans, going out to the San Francisco Bay Area, as joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is Daniel Brown, Major League Baseball writer for The Athletic. And, of course, talking about this news today where the San Francisco Giants thought they had Carlos Correa. Everything falls through. There's a... a issue with his medicals, and now going over to the New York Mets. So, Daniel, just give us your sense on on how this played out, on what went wrong, because we find out uh, he, he's he got his introductory press conference lined up, it gets called <laughs> off, and then everything, the last 24 hours have been chaos. So, I mean, just what is your sense on what the last 24 hours have been like for the Giants? Yeah, that's a good question. What went wrong? How long do you have? As everything much time as you case, need. I mean, you know, everything in this case, uh, you, the, the uh, scheduling the press conference certainly didn't help because obviously there was one last box to check. As with any, you know, free agent signing, big or small, there's a medical part of it. There's a physical examination before the line is, name is on the dotted line. And the Giants, you know, had committed to this thing. They publicly, um, you know, one of the... Pitchers went on the air and talked about how great it was to add him. Carlos Correa changed his backdrop on Twitter to Oracle Park. You know, it looks about as official as it can get, but it wasn't. There was one more snag. So the confounding thing, I think the thing that's part of the fueling all the anger is the uncertainty of exactly what it was. The Giants saw something in Carlos Correa's medical reports that gave them pause, which is understandable considering that this is a 13-year commitment. So they flag something as maybe even troubling down the line and committing $350 million to this free agent uh, is going to give them pause. But, of course, it gave them too much pause because Boris said, all right, you got an issue. Uh, that deal is not official, and he went and found the Mets deal. And the reaction to those developments in San Francisco has been um, uh, a great amount of displeasure. Right, and I'm sure that's to say the least. So... Big picture, what does this mean now for the Giants going forward? Because this has been, you know, at least from the outside, it seems to be one of the franchises in Major League Baseball that you don't really have to worry about creating headlines. I mean, I know they had some stuff a few years ago uh, with with you know with Larry Bear, but big picture, you know, one of the one of the more well run teams in in Major League Baseball between this. And and you know, losing out on Aaron Judge, he stays with the Yankees mm-hmm. now. Now this whole situation, I, I mean, is there a concern? going forward on attracting players now to, to come to San Francisco? Yeah, there's a huge concern because they haven't been able to do it. And uh, this is an offseason where uh, General Manager Farhan Zaidi said, look, we're going we're gonna, to, we're gonna, we've got money to spend, more or less assured fans, we're going to be aggressive players in free agency. And they were. I mean, they, they took their best shot at Aaron Judge. They took their best shot, obviously, at Carlos Correa. Uh, but they did not close the deal. They did not seal the deal. So there's a lot of uh, questions swirling today as part of this anger firestorm, which is who's to blame? Why is Farhan scaring away free agents? What is it, what is it about this franchise that is now uh, scaring people off? Because, like you said, they, they won three World Series over a short span, 
and looked like a model franchise and a kind of a destination for players, you know, for veteran players who wanted a uh, shot at winning every year. San Francisco was a good place to come, and suddenly it's not. And um, until they prove otherwise, this front office, uh, this manager, Gabe, Gabe Kapler, this ownership group, which has seen some transition to uh, Greg Johnson, uh, is going to have a lot of questions about whether or not they are, you know, <laughs> amateur hour. You know, right. there's something about this that, that, that is putting a stain on the organization, even in this case where maybe the smartest thing they've ever done, which is back out of this deal. But the aura that they've given of you know, scheduling the press conference erroneously and setting these false expectations, and they already had the misfire with uh, or the, the strikeout with Aaron Judge, there's this whiff of epic failure in this offseason that's hard to get rid of. Talking to Daniel Brown here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team writes about Major League Baseball for the Athletic, and you talk about Farhan Zaidi. What did you make of his statement that comes out between a difference in a, a difference in opinion over the medicals? And uh, let's be honest, I don't think he's really wishing Carlos Correa the best either. <laughs> I didn't hate that statement as much as a lot of people because it's you know it's cryptic. They are in a delicate situation. They can come out and say. We found that he's got, you know, arthritis in every joint in his body. You know, they can't disclose what they found because of medical privacy um, regulations and laws. They can't say what they found. Sure. And they, even if they were allowed to say, it would look awful to, to, to air this guy out and ruin any future contract he might have. So they're just saying we had a different opinion, which happens, right? That's why, you know, there's second opinions exist. One doctor might see it different from another. And the question is whether... You know, indications would be considering that how much the Twins were willing to pay, how much you know the Padres were in on this bidding, how much the Mets ultimately paid. There's questions about whether the Giants were being overly cautious, whether they were being paranoid, and whether even you know in this in this National League West division where the bidding has been crazy and keep up with the Dodgers and Padres takes a bit of gumption, whether the Giants are too gun shy. You know, of course it's an overpay. This whole market has been an overpay. Um, is it reasonable to be reasonable? And I think that's the question with a lot of fans is, like, look, you've got to do something. We're coming away from this entire Major League offseason empty-handed in a division where everybody else is loaded up. ...where the Giants all of a sudden find themselves behind not only the Dodgers, but the Padres in spending mm -hmm. money? Where mm -hmm. did they lose the ability to spend money? Because we're not talking about the A's here. We're talking about the Giants. Well, you know, it's interesting because the Giants have, even in their World Series years, they weren't throwing tons of money at free agents. They're pretty balanced rosters through and through. Brian Sabian, the general manager and architect of a lot of those teams, was somebody who might raise eyebrows by sending, like, signing an Edgar Renteria or a Jake Peavy or somebody who was deemed otherwise maybe over the hill. But they kind of found those veteran players, you know, Hunter Pence, another good example, these guys who uh, maybe the luster, I don't want to say the luster has gone off their career, but, you know, the, they, they weren't the new shiny objects anymore. They were, the, they were the veterans, and they did not sign these, you know, bonds aside um, back in those days. They did not have the epic, lavish contracts. And I don't think they've evolved in the way that other teams have. Like, mm, you know, you've got to spend like the Dodgers have if you're going to beat the Dodgers because 
this is a farm. This is a Giants farm system that isn't replenishing the roster every year. Uh, there aren't a bevy of hot prospects on the horizon. Um, there are issues, and, and if you're not getting it from the farm system, and, and which also means, by the way, that they don't have a lot of trade ammunition, you've got to spend on free agency, and they have tried but not successfully. And, you know, I brought up the Padres. This is the franchise. They open up Petco Park. There was excitement for a couple of years, and then reality hit. They couldn't draw flies for the longest time. Now, all of a sudden, they're drawing people. Why? Because they're spending money and getting players mm-hmm. that they want to see, the fans. Uh, what do the Giants have to do to make sure they don't lose the fans that they have? Because it's not a situation where they're trying to rebuild the fan base uh, if I were the ownership group, I'm trying not to lose what I have. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Because as it stands, they're already coming off the lowest attendance in Oracle Park history. That park opened in 2000, so it's been around long enough to say you've got the lowest attendance. That's troubling. And, and the, the other issue, you know, on-field performance aside, you want kind of a face of the franchise type, and the Giants haven't had it since Buster Posey retired uh, before last season. And you know, you go to the team store, what jersey do you buy? You know, who gets you excited? Who do you take your kid to go see? And, you know, one day you can say, oh, I saw him when I was I was a kid. Like, there's no name. And I think some of that is Farhan prefers – Farhan has done his best work operating the margins. Mike Yastrzemski was a great, you know, under-the-radar pickup who turned into a really, really valuable player. There are a lot of instances like that. You know, Kevin Cosman, when they first hired him, was not a – big free agent, and he turned out to really, really deliver. Um, he has done a lot of terrific work finding diamonds in the rough, but he has not supplemented those with true, true star star power. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the, you know, stopping point with this franchise right now is they are not deep. They are not scary. They're not, they had that, you know, 100-plus win season a couple of years ago, which was, you know, you can't take that away. They They won that many games, but as you get as it gets more and more in the rearview mirrors, it's starting to look like a fluke, like a smoke and mirrors thing, because that team wasn't that good. Those players weren't that um, productive, and there's kind of a barren landscape for Giants fans right now. You can find his work in the Athletic. Daniel Brown writes about Major League Baseball for the Athletic. Really appreciate the time uh, filling us in on on what's been going on quite the day in San Francisco, to say the least. Appreciate the time, <laughs> sir. Yeah, thanks for having me on.